All right. So February is the month of love. And I want to talk about that and what it means for accounting firms, because there seems to be this very interesting thing that happens for accounting firms this time of year. So stay tuned for today's episode. All right, welcome back to the episode. And what I want to talk about this week is something that is very, very interesting is that February is this interesting time because it's this time of celebration, love, some of that newness from the new year is still rolling. But when it comes down to accounting firms, there's this strange kind of relationship that happens. And this is happening more and more as I talk to more business owners. They're not so in love with their accountant. They're not so in love with the accountants they're working with. And even when I talk to accountants, they're not necessarily in love with their own business. And so I do want to talk about some of the things that I've observed, even as I'm running a practice and some of those things that I'm learning and how we reapproach this year. Now, one of the very big things that I have been on this kick of is just being very honest with myself and not only just being honest with myself, but also just being honest about what's going on in the business, being honest about where we are, where we're headed, um, and being honest about where we need to go. Because a lot of times it can be very, very easy just to start the year and then to just fall into this, I guess you would say, almost deep funk about trying to get stuff done. But if we don't take a step back and really ask ourselves, all right, why am I doing this? Like, you know, get back to those reasons why I actually love the business that I'm running. If I don't take a step back and really think about that, I could just go into this, you know, almost love-hate relationship, even with my own business. And so one of the formulas that we kind of developed, or I guess you say an approach that we've learned from working with, you know, other firms that are much bigger than ours of just really learning and kind of studying what we've seen them do and what's worked for them. It's, you know, it's a very simple approach. And the first thing that we've definitely learned from some of our amazing counterparts is you got to get an honest perspective on what actually happened last year. Um, And the reason why they say starting with that is because it gives you a clearer picture of where are you? Like what actually happened in your business? Like what's going on? Now, this one is an interesting one because what I will say is a lot of accountants figure this out and they're thinking about this for their clients. But when it comes down to their own business, they're not really actually looking at their results. They're not really paying attention to their numbers. Like it's surprise me the number of accountants that I would talk to that really haven't even closed their books for the prior year. I mean, they've been so busy focused on helping their clients that they haven't even looked at closing their own books. Many of them haven't even updated their accounting for their own business. And we were in that cycle as well, which is why during the year 2023, we actually, it was time for us to hire an accountant to keep up with that stuff throughout the year so that we can look at our numbers and we can see where we were. Now, for 2023, we ended somewhere around 350K in revenue. And we had about 23 active clients by the time we got to the end of the year. Now, what I will say is for me is that was great for me to be able to easily see that and understand it. Because when I started to think about our plans for 2024, it was a lot easier for me to kind of start figuring out the strategy because I knew exactly where we ended the year. I knew exactly 
exactly where things were. And so by getting that perspective, it gave me a chance to really start charting out, okay, all right, what does the future need to look like? And then also I could ask some questions about like, hey, what went well? What didn't go so well in the business? Which I'll talk about some of that a little bit later. But one, after we figured out like kind of how did we do last year or where did we end the year? One of the things we really started to think about is, all right, where do we want to go this year? Now, as I said, we ended last year about 350 in revenue. And when I started looking at, okay, all right, what were some of our trends? Because we made some significant changes in our business where there were some clients that we made some decisions with of saying like, hey, we're going to end working with these types of clients. And we made some significant changes in our business because what we realized is working with some of those clients was kind of slowing us down from growing. But after we really started to clarify like who's the right type of client and we really started to look at those things, even in just looking at our growth rates of what's happened between, you know, January 1 of 2024 up until at the time I'm recording this is about February 7th. If I just look at where the growth rate we've been seeing there and I start looking at our sales pipeline of the leads that are coming in and I look at kind of our close rate, even when I just look at that with nothing extraordinary happening, we should be able to easily get to about 600K in revenue by the end of the year. And that's with nothing extraordinary happening. That's with no like major special projects. That's just growing at the steady growth rate that we're that we've been seeing. And if our close rates and our leads stay pretty consistent to where they've been, you know, over the last, you know, three months in which what I tend to realize is that, you know, December tends to be a little bit slower of a month, but we were still seeing some pretty healthy leads come in and still seeing some pretty healthy traction. And so for us, it was really just charting that out about, all right, where do we have the potential to go based on what we're seeing? And, and I think by understanding where we ended the year and where we've been, we can now get a clear picture on like, hey, now we have a view of where we're headed. So the next part to really think about was what are our weaknesses? Like, where are the areas if we say that, hey, 600K is about where we should be if we continue at the similar pace? What are the weaknesses that will stop us from being able to get there? Or what are the roadblocks that will stop us from being able to get there? And when we started to look at that, it really was an eye-opening experience. Because one of the things that I realized is the first weakness that would stop us from getting there is we, even though we made some significant changes with our clients, we still had some clients that just weren't the right fit for us. And so in the month of January, we came to some conclusions about there are some clients that, hey, we needed to end the contract with some of those clients because we were no longer the right fit for them or they weren't the right fit for us. And so we had to really figure out that, hey, some of the clients that we had were actually going to become a roadblock for us to continue growing. So we had to make some tough decisions there. And yes, you know, it, it did cause some step backwards when it came down to revenue. But is there's a great opportunity for us to really reposition the team and reposition the resources to really be able to move in the direction that we need to move into. The next thing that we looked at is really we had to be honest about our staff and saying that, hey, our staff was not as independent as we needed them to be to be able to grow at that pace on a continual rate. And so one of the things that I had to think about is, all right, I'm the one that made the hiring decisions. I'm the one that onboarded the staff and I'm the one 
one that kind of set up the processes. So I need to take ownership myself and say, all right, what is it that needs to change for our staff to get more independent and to develop the next level of skill that they needed to be able to do the job based on where the business is going? And one of the things that I realized is that we had to significantly change the way we are holding the team accountable. And so for me, that became, all right, Terrell, you need to really lay out a very clear picture about what is expected of the team. And so we started developing this internal method called the golden age method, in which I'm going to be traveling around the country this year, speaking at different conferences about the golden age and how we use this golden age method in our business. But it became a huge opportunity for us because it started to really make it clear, not only what was expected of them just based on like, you know, this job description that they were hired on, but it allowed us to realign everybody's job and everybody's expectation in line with the new goals that we have for 2024. And then it also gave every employee a little bit of flexibility to be able to kind of decide like, hey, how they wanted to show up and play a role in where the team was going. And as we started kind of working with the staff on that, it really allowed everybody to have a better understanding of their role in the team, how they show up. And it became a great way for me to start holding people more accountable for their role on the team. And and I will say it was a little bit of a shift and we're still navigating that shift now. I mean, we're you know, a month or so into this new shift. But one of the big things that I had to change is being able to give the team more direct or more, I guess, more candor in my feedback that I'm giving them. Because as I thought about it and I sat down and I wrote out what I would call a development plan for every staff member. And as I looked at that development plan, what I realized is, well, this person has weaknesses here. This person has strengths here. We need to actually work on giving them these types of projects or, hey, I need to have these type of conversations with this staff member. I need to have these type of conversations with this staff member. And it really started to open their eyes to not only just, hey, you need to develop in this area, but it started to open their eyes to the opportunity because at the same time, I reinforced like, hey, I've seen the quality of the work that you can do here. I know you can do this. I just need to provide you with a little bit more direct coaching, a little bit more direct feedback and the right type of assignments to help you get to that next level. And the team has been responding very well. Now, one of the things that we also needed to figure out is, you know, capacity. Capacity was a weakness for us. And so by the middle of February, we're going to be onboarding a new accounting manager. We're going to be onboarding a new senior accountant just because we see the growth happening. And we also know that, hey, we got to get the team in the right place and we got to get people in the right seats to be able to really make those strategic moves that continue moving forward. And one of the things that I really had to spend a lot of time and being honest about is as we're onboarding a new new employees is I literally had to sit down and build out a 30, 60 day onboarding plan for each new employee to where I know that they're getting the right resources and they're getting access to the right information and the right insight, whether that's training videos, whether that's the right types of meetings, the right types of assignments to get them started and headed on the right path. Now, I will say it was a lot of work and it still is a lot of work, 
But I do think it is the thing that will help us close those gaps in some of our weaknesses. Now, the other thing that we started to look at is what are our strengths? When we looked at our potential of where we could go and the rate that we could grow as a business to pretty much almost double as a business, one of the things that I had to look at and say, okay, what are the strengths that we have to be able to capitalize on that? Because it's one thing to spot our weaknesses and to spot the opportunities, but we do want to lean pretty heavy into the strengths. What makes this goal more, I guess you would say, more obtainable because we're leaning into those things that we are really good at. And a couple of things that we noticed that we were really good at. First one is the position that we have within the industry of our ideal clients. It is a phenomenal thing. I mean, and it is something that took a lot of work last year on us really putting our business in the position to be able to have such a strategic relationship with our ideal clients, which is another reason why our leads have been looking really, really good. I mean, one of the things that we worked on was, really developing closer relationships within the legal industry because we work a lot with law firms. So one of the things that we had to really take a step back and we really worked on last year was how do we start developing a more value-based relationship with the le- within the legal industry? So one of the things that happened last year is, you know, I got asked to be the chair of the law firm finance committee within the American Bar Association, which puts me in front of hundreds of thousands of lawyers. Now, that wasn't necessarily just for me to be able to get clients. A lot of it was for me. One is we had a resource as far as the videos, the content that we put out to where we're like, hey, we can help more lawyers. And the other aspect in which this was probably the more important one is it gave us a chance to understand the problems that law firms are facing. And how do we come up with content? How do we come up with resources? You know, how we start having more conversations to really understand and get in the mindset of our clients and how do we create those resources to really help them solve the very real and tangible problems that they're facing. And as we kind of developed that strategy last year, it really put us in a great position because there are more and more lawyers and law firms that reach out to us because they've seen the resources that we put out and they've said that, hey, the things that you're talking about are really helping us think differently about how we're running our law firm. And so that is a huge strength for us going into this year is that, hey, we have a really good position within the industry to be able to really capitalize on that and really start helping more and more law firms so we can continue to grow. And so one of the things that we want to lean into this year is making sure that we are continuing to be strategic about our marketing, strategic about how we're showing up in the areas of our marketing, because if we continue to show up and be strategic, that can continue to help us go on that journey of going from where we ended last year to where we can be next year. And then I think the second strength that really I think was something that jumped out to me as I started having some of these more direct conversations with the team is although members of the team were not as independent as they probably could have been, one of the things that I did realize is the team is very eager to learn and very eager and open to the 
feedback that I was sharing with them, which to me is a phenomenal strength is when you know that you found people on your team who are eager, willing, and able to go on that development journey to continue to get better, which they'll take the direct and the candorous feedback. And they're asking questions like, okay, all right, how can I do this better? Or, hey, how can I adjust or what types of assignments should I be working on to continue to get better? And so as we thought about those two really big strengths for us is our position within our ideal client's industry and the eagerness for our team to get better, we realized putting all that together and developing that strategy allows us to have a lot more confidence that, hey, the path that we're on will become a very, very realistic path for us to pursue. And as we go throughout the year, we're going to continue holding ourselves accountable to that because we understood where we ended the last year. We understood how we got to that point. Now we have a strategy on how we go forward in 2024. We've been assessing our weaknesses and developing plans to fill in those gaps where we are weak. And we understand our strengths and we're leaning heavier into our strengths. So if you're an accounting firm and you're trying to figure out how do you go to the next level, I recommend using that formula of understanding where you've been and where you ended the prior year, getting a perspective and a view on where can you go and being honest about your weaknesses and understanding your strengths. Because when you understand those elements, I think you set yourself up for an amazing opportunity. So thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode.